showdown on the pier. <laughs> Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Take Two Radio. I'm Pam, your host, and we have David, and we have yes. Candace, and we have Anthony, and we have Carolyn. Hello, no, everybody. No, we don't have Carolyn. We do oh, she didn't call Carolyn. yet? No. She opted well, out. She's, last minute, she's under a hurricane yeah. warning. Yeah. 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 Well, we kind of thought that that might happen, so we're just going to pray that she stays safe. Exactly. Um, Let's yeah, pray for everyone yeah. in Puerto Rico and Florida and anyone else that's affected by or might be affected hurricane. by the hurricane. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. But in the meantime, tonight we're very pleased to be able to speak with multi-award-winning actor, and a lot of you may recognize him on General Hospital as Scott Baldwin. He's only played that role for, what, 42 years? <laughs> Which seems almost impossible. So tonight we want to welcome Ken Schreiner. Hello? Hello. Hello. Okay, so I'm Good gone. evening. Good evening. Good evening, sir. How's it Hello. going? Hello. Yes, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, we can yeah. hear you. There's, there's just there's four of us, so you're going to hear multiple hellos at this moment. So <laughs> you're good. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us tonight. We so appreciate it. We know how very, very busy you are. Yes, very, very, very busy. Uh, no, I um, we're on a bit of a, a break from General Hospital right now because of the. Uh, so we're all kind of on a vacation. Oh, nice. Okay. Nice. You know, they put a lot of stuff so that they can go, they don't have to shoot for a couple of weeks every month or every, every month there's a break. There's a week or two weeks or sometimes three weeks. So that's how they work. So they, they do a lot in one day. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. We know that we're pretty familiar with how you guys, how hard you guys work. But yes, I didn't realize Jackie that. Demon. So you must have yeah. met Jackie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've we've spoken with Jackie. Unfortunately, I was not able to make that one, but my my crew was. And from listening to it, everybody thoroughly enjoyed speaking with her, and she enjoyed speaking with us. Yes, she. Mm-hmm. She did. Yep. She spoke highly, and she said I should call and call you guys and do it. Oh, thank and she you. She spoke highly oh, of that you was as well. Nice. Well, I, I, I like <laughs> to do what women tell me to do, especially my co-stars, because you know it goes a long way. Believe me, after all these years, you don't want yeah, trouble I, with your co-stars. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and definitely, like I said, I can't believe that it's been 42 years. I mean, does it even seem possible? Uh, it, 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 no, it doesn't. I mean, it, it it seems like the last seven or eight or whatever I've been back, I took a little break for a year or two, and then I came back when the, when you know, I don't know when was that, seven or eight years ago, and... Uh, now that seems like it's getting to be a long time, but I've kind of forgotten about all of those other years. That, that you know, when we first started in the late seventies, and it just seems like uh, so long ago. So you well, know. yeah, it doesn't seem like forty-two years for me. I can't speak for my co-hosts, but uh, I mean, the time actually just flew by and I and I think yeah, that's true with us in real life as well and even when you're watching your kids grow up you know you're like wait what happened <laughs> you know <laughs> you were babies yeah, they, uh, now they look. grow up quickly I suppose and then next thing you know <laughs> college and what do you mean you're getting married uh right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I watched a YouTube video of you with Mary Beth Evans on Merv Griffin from 1985. Hey. And, <laughs> and Merv called you a show hopper, and you and you mentioned that you and Mary Beth have very short attention spans. So now, all these years later, do you feel you've changed, or are you still as restless? Um, it's not the attention span. It's uh well you know it's yeah i don't know if if unfortunately there's not a lot of shows to keep doing anymore they seem dwindling down and there's only four soaps left so right. i'm glad i got them all in when i was young uh and there were shows to hop to and you know like oh i'll go live in new york for a year or two oh i'll go back to la oh i'll go up to canada and uh, so yeah the there was the options were there so you know, it's easier to do that jumping when you're young and there's places to jump to. Right. You know. Right, yeah. I I know I put on my website, I think I have 28 soap operas that have been around throughout the years. And being down to four is just, like, mind-blowing. And we're very grateful Mm -hmm. that the four are left and we can still watch. Yeah, yeah, it's nice that there's still at least each network has one, or well, CBS has two, but yeah, sure. there's we're all still each network is represented in that field. So. Right, and I think that's that's really important to a lot of fans that they at least have that to watch, um, even though we miss some of them that are gone, but. I wanted to mention that on General Hospital, to me, there's really been no outward appearance of Scotty minding the single life so much. Um, So what's changed with, you know, Bobby caught the bouquet at Carly and Sonny's wedding, and then you were talking to her, and then you were throwing water or drink at you. I mean, it's just, it's been a lot of fun watching you guys together. Um, Yeah, it's, you know when you when 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 we stir up that old pot you know of of uh oh Bobby and Scotty you know i mean there was so much history at the time and 
conniving that she was up to back trying to, you know, get me away from Laura, and now I'm, you know, years later trying to propose to her, and I, and then I'm still trying to work Ava Jerome over, and, you know, so there is uh, a lot of uh, confusion as to, uh, you know, what then I'm basically trying to get my son back because I've lost too many kids, and uh, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, and, and then you throw a couple of courtrooms, somebody, I'm trying to get somebody out of trouble or somebody, you know, so it's still, the Scott Baldwin character is still sort of, you know, in the thick of it from time to time. Uh, definitely. I took a poll on this, and the choices were Bobby, Ava, or someone new that they would like to see Scotty with. And the results were pretty close between Bobby and Ava, but Bobby won out. Well, that's good for, <laughs> uh, but that's because of old time sakes. And also, mm-hmm. you know, quite frankly, uh, Ava, I don't think she really has any interest in Scott Baldwin, except for her friend, her confidant, and, you know, someone that can get her out of trouble when she gets in trouble, and she seems to get in enough trouble. So uh, I may be barking up the wrong tree there with Ava, so I don't know, you know. I, or, you know, some people sometimes say, well, you should make another pass at Laura. Now, I don't know if that can be revisited either, you know. Uh, and then there's always Lucy Coe, if, if mm-hmm. she was around a little more. Yep. So, you know, she's always a fun one, too, that uh, uh, gets – Scotty going, so there, you know, there could be, there's a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you like you said, there, there could be a whole new girl out there. Who knows? Yeah, we never know with, with uh, soap operas bringing on new people and who they're going to set them up with. Uh, it's always a great guessing game when you see that, but the most that it comes down to is chemistry. Um, and I think you have great chemistry with Bobby, but also with Ava. So I wouldn't mind seeing you with either one. Yeah, um, Bobby and I have a history of chemistry, of being, uh, of you know, knowing each other. Ava, you know, I get a kick out of her because she reminds me so much of the, the sort of uh, actresses of the 1940s, the Betty Davises, the Barbara Stanwyck's, the ones that were so feisty mm-hmm. in their day. You know, they were uh, film noir, and they were, you know, they were just fast talking and they were you know uh theatrical and so she uh she's a, a lot of fun to, to play off of that 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 uh energy that uh Maura west has for the and the the whole Eva jerome is a character to me right out of the 1940s with the martinis and the works you know so exactly Exactly. I watch a lot of old movies, a lot of the black and whites, they're a lot my favorite, and I can definitely see Ava, you know, being, or more West, I should say, being one of those characters back in the day if she was around at that time. Uh, yeah, she would, she would, you know, I live on that Turner Classic Movies because mm-hmm. most of the stuff today, I, you know, unless it's some really good stuff, uh, but... As a, as a rule, I, I go there first to see what's up, and I stockpile all of those film noirs and all the, those good movies. And, you know, you just can't go wrong with those actresses from the day. They were so, 
you know, they had so much on the ball. So uh, any of any of those uh, uh, women from that era, from the 40s and the 50s, and the they just had an edge and a and a speech about them that you know was quicker. They're quick. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite actor or actress from that time? Well, you know, uh, yes, I have a, a, a lot of them because I, I discover a new one all the time because of the uh, the. There's a actress Trotter. What's her first name? Uh, I just discovered her. I think Annette Bening played her in a movie. Uh, she's part of the film noir crowd. Uh, I, I just got into some of her movies recently and. But I mean, as far as it goes to you know Barbara Stanwyck and you know Veronica Lake and uh, you know, Betty Davis and you know Olivia I, I just love Colbert. You know she's great. I, so I have so many of those favorites that you know they kind of made they didn't make any bad movies. So you know if you see that there's a Clark Gable or Spencer Tracy or any of those women mm-hmm. I mentioned. You're going to get a good movie. They, 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 they just, you know, it was more on the page then, and it was, it was about the acting, and it was about the plus. Who doesn't want to go back in time like that, and you know, go back to the days when things seemed a lot, they seemed more fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my you favorites know. were Cary yeah. Grant and Katherine Hepburn, and I absolutely loved them together in a movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't go wrong with either one of those. You know, uh, yeah, Cary Grant's great. Um, and, you know, when you look and you see the, the, the way they used to you take the cruises and then the way they used to f- travel, air travel, and, and then you look at it today and you go, oh, boy, where, where are those days? <laughs> I, think, right? I think I'll sit in my back room and watch a Turner Classic and go back to the 1940s and 50s. And when you have those... 1950s vivid color movies and the, and the outfits and the costumes were so bright and fun. The cars were great. So yes, uh, I'm, I've stepped back in time most of the time. So the thing about mm-hmm. a soap opera is you kind of still have that. You know, mm-hmm. they still people are still dressed. They're still having you know cocktails. They're still you know it's still kind of. What's left of the old time movies is is in soap operas, you know, because they're still right. sort of have a little glamour and a little glitz, and sometimes they can be campy and and a little over the top. Yeah, At definitely. Least that's what I'm shooting yeah. for. <laughs> definitely, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and let my co-hosts ask their questions. David's up first. Okay. Hey, Ken. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. You too. So, what do you feel is the greatest accomplishment made in the daytime drama history? Well, you know, I think that in the late 70s, 70, between 78 and 79, uh, they put a girl on the show named Jeannie Francis, and all of a sudden, kids that were watching with their mothers and grandmothers, they were like, wait a minute, who's that girl? She seems like my age, and she seems to have a lot of problems. 
So I think that that was the greatest advancement made was taking it into the younger generation. And the only way to get that, and they did it, and that changed daytime television in the late 70s. And, you know, it it now is now 40 years later, and it got a nice run because they, they, they had to introduce it to a younger crowd, and they did. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if they can do that again because kids today have got way too many things to distract them. So at yeah, that time... Do. You know, it was a great accomplishment to grab a young audience and keep them. Uh, you know, and, and certainly Jeannie was very responsible for, for that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's very good. That's, I, that's I my answer. I have to agree with you there. Yeah. I have to agree with you there. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, um... <laughs> We know that Lee and Gail were so basically important to Scott. So what are your fondest memories of Peter Hansen and Susan Brown? You know, when I started on the show and we were basically live at 2 o'clock, we would uh, tape the show, and then it was a 45-minute show, 2.45, it was done. So when I came in uh, at lunch, the actors that played Peter and, and, and Susan Brown, you know, I thought they they took off and they went to go play tennis at Griffith Park, and I was astonished at how, you know, this that they were ready. Then two hours later, you know, I was a young actor thinking. Oh my good, I couldn't think of this. You know, I, you know, I'm like here, what where are they going? Uh are they going to play tennis? That that seems so weird to me, but they were so active and fun and you know, they had already had thirty years of acting under their belts before I came along at, you know, twenty three on the show, so you know, it just was so new to me and so much work and so like you know, I was astonished that they were able to just shut it off and go play tennis. That is my fondest memory. Uh, well, I'm sure that you're you. much like that now, like where you can walk in and, yep. you know, do your lines and, and walk out and then go play, you know, on your boat or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, 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 I can do, yes, I can do that. But, you know, we do it uh, with such little rehearsal and stuff that it's still – you know, when you're there, you're there to get it done. Uh, I always prefer to get it done earlier. I don't like to be at the end of the day because you got all day sitting around. Uh, and, you know, it's not like the, the days where you could just go off to a movie. And believe me, I did all that. I went off to a movie during the day. I went off to the, you know, to, to do fun stuff. Yes, I did all that. But now, you know, now I'm back to... You know, we're kind of locked and loaded to get it done down there, you know, because we're doing a lot in one day. So, you know, there's not enough, there's not a lot of of, of goofing around time uh, to go do, uh, you know, that kind of fun stuff that was going on throughout the day. It's a lot more Mm -hmm. fast paced. Yes. Thank you, David, for your questions. Yes, Um, David, nice questions. Of course. 
<laughs> Next up is Anthony. Hey, Ken, how are you? Anthony, what do you know? Uh, well, what I know is that Scotty is an amazing character. You know, the fun, the camp, and you can still pull out some awesome dramatic scenes. Um, my first question is in reference to something David said. When you came on, you came on, you know, when Scotty came on as the son of two already legacy legendary characters, I'm sure at that point you never would have imagined that you'd become a legacy character yourself, but we mentioned Bobby, Lucy, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention Dominique and all of the children that have passed. So now you're a legacy character. How does it feel, and what were those first days like coming in as such an important role? Well, to quote Woody Allen, basically underpaid. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh... Or that was his line in that one movie he did, uh... Woody Allen line, but uh, how does it feel to be a legacy character? It's fun, you know. I mean, yes, people have watched, and 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 you know, other people have come and gone, and you know, and it, it, it's fun to. I would never have thought, you know, you never. I don't think any of us knew how long that we would be doing this. You know, I mean, General Hospital could have been dropped. Like all my children wouldn't have to live ten years ago, and you know we wouldn't even be having this conversation. So, you know the fact that the show has stayed and withstood, uh, you know the, the the different things that it had to withstand to stay on the air. You know, uh, I'm I'm happy that it's still going at 56 years, and you know we're all Jackie and Jeannie and all of us that have been that are still there. You know, we're all happy to still still be there doing it and having fun and and you know, uh, we look for you know fun stories to play and and stuff that's going to be interesting and going to be fun to to do and you know yeah it's it's I'm not sure I I, I think I veered off the question. <laughs> now that's that that answers the question. And just a quick personal question: Do you do you enjoy? The camp more or the drama more? Uh, I enjoy the camp. I enjoy, uh, you know, because I, I, I'm such a fan of the screwball comedies and I'm such a fan of the film noir and I'm such a fan of of trying to, and the actors that I, I used to work with, the uh, Luke Spencers and the Tracy Quartermains, and, you know, uh, they were so campy and fun. And, you know, even even Lynn Herring, you know, Lucy Code, that when I don't get a chance to work with her as much or I wish I had more stuff to do with her, I really enjoy when we can camp it up and find some humor and, and, and take it to where it's it's kind of, there's entertainment of just fun. You're, you, you know, the viewers are enjoying this. You know, I would hope that, you know, that's, that's the fun that I think to uh, to have, you know. I mean, I always enjoy some of the courtroom stuff because, you know, I'm a big fan of courtroom drama. I watched, I started watching Perry Mason when I was about six years old. So uh, I'm always a fan of anything to do with courtroom. I think courtroom can be fun if you if you if you really attack it right, you know. And you got you know, you you got a lot of good people that are in the courtroom. You know, you got a good 
opposing counsel, and it's fun. Awesome. Well, I had a whole list of where you've been across the daytime landscape, but instead of going show by show, can you tell us some of your uh, standout moments from other shows that you've done? Uh, you know, the other shows, the, you know, I, the, it was more the actors. Like, you know, I'm still friends with, uh, you know, Martha Byrne from my time and As the World Turns. I, I had a good time at Young and the Restless when I did that little stint, and I did uh, Texas, and, and, you know, none of it, I think somebody once said, like, what's Scotty Baldwin doing in Oakdale? Because it's like, I'm only as good as being Scotty Baldwin. You know, that's kind of the guy that is the guy I should be doing. The other thing, the other characters I did in different shows were sort of just me going and living in a different place and working with different actors. But, you know, it's 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 kind of, the, the, if I'm going to be on a soap opera, I should be doing Scotty Baldwin. And that's, you know, I mean, I mean, I think most actors that have made a certain character their deal, you know, is would agree and say, yeah, I, I'm only as good as the character that people want to see me doing. So, yeah. Could Erica, could Erica Kane be anyone else but Erica Kane? Yeah, we get that. Yeah, nobody <laughs> wants you. to see Erica come, come and be somebody else. You know, they want to be, it's Erica. She's Erica. She's... You know, uh, they're all who they are. You know, you're right. Thank you so much for my questions. Well, I, I just, I'm just saying that even like when when Jeannie Francis did All My Children and, and Days of Our Lives or whatever she did, it nobody they wanted her to be Laura. They wanted Laura back on General Hospital, and so she, her strength was being Laura. My strength was being Scotty Baldwin. Don't get me wrong, I had great time with all those actors, and, you know, it was fun doing different shows and being around a different energy, and certainly, you know, living in different, in in, the, in New York versus L.A., that's for sure. Big difference. <laughs> I'm from New York, so I, I feel you there. I love L.A. Yeah, you're, from New York you're not just, I'm not driving to the studio in a convertible Corvette in New York. In New York, you're <laughs> weathering the weather to get to somewhere in a subway. Yeah. Yes, lots of walking. Well, thank you, Anthony, for your questions. And next up, we have Candace. Good evening, sir. How are you? Uh, sneaking by. Yeah, that's, that's how we all are, sneaking by, enjoying life, getting ready for the weekend. That's how I look at it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I was going to go to Florida, but uh, I, my brother lives in Fort Lauderdale, and uh, they've got that hurricane now coming their way yeah yeah i, I mean on yeah, the west coast we don't really hear <laughs> as much about hurricanes because you know th- we got our own issues with earthquakes but uh right you know so i'm kind of keeping my eye on that earthquake or I mean, that hurricane down there uh, yeah but, I was, when when they had said when we you know when pam had said you were going to do the interview the first thing i think we all thought of was like is he in florida we yeah. like, he better not, you know, yeah. so, <laughs> but, you know, sending sending thoughts and prayers to everybody, including your family yeah. down in Florida and elsewhere. So my question for you, sir, is if you could be 
a soap opera writer for General Hospital. What story would you come up with for Scotty Baldwin? Well, well, where do we start? Let me uh, let me uh, <laughs> figure this out. I mean, all <laughs> actors on on that are on soap opera, especially ones that have been on for for a while, they're they're all always looking and hoping for some sort of story beat. Now, when you stay in there for a while, the story may come through your kids. I mean, when I was young, I certainly caused Lee enough trouble, but that gave the actor Peter things to do, you know. So I need, uh, you know, Franco to have trouble so that I have things to do. I need uh, someone to get in trouble so I have courtroom business. So, you know, it's uh, you, any character that's on a soap opera is always like, what's coming up? What's next? What am I, what, what's, what's going on? You know, you, you want that life that you live on a soap opera to be far more exciting than your real life because uh, then it's fun to go in there and, and, and get to do all this stuff, you know, that's going to be fun to do. You know, right. I don't, I don't go... There's no courtroom I'm going to go to in real life and get up and start causing a stink about something in a courtroom. I can only do that on TV. <laughs> so if they write courtroom, then good. I'm in. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah, I definitely So anything, anything the writers concoct that is fun to do, you know, we all are, you know, sign us up. Okay. okay. Bring back Serena. <laughs> What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bring back Serena. Bring back Serena. Yes. Yeah. Now that the uh, that I I don't know why they didn't bring her back. I just she she came in for a couple of shows and you know she was truly uh, you know Lovely. just terrific and I, I I don't know I don't know the thinking but the I wish they would. The process of it. Right. And real quick, how proud are you of Carly? Shorter who plays who plays Serena joining the army. Well, you know, I, 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 her father was a Green Beret. I know that she had the military in her background, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, she was as she grew up and she started to to do movies, and you know, she started to star in movies. I went to a movie with her. Uh, that she was starring in in Hollywood a number of years back, and I sat next to her and I looked at her and I said, "Where'd you learn to act like this?" And she says, "From you." I said, "Me." Uh, I was I was very you know oh, that that you know because you know she came on General Hospital or on Port Charles when she was like six, and she kind of grew up and then she really kind of uh, went on and 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 was Harrison Ford's daughter in a movie. She yep. starred in that Dolphin movie. She, uh, you know, I said I was a better father than Harrison Ford, wasn't I? And she said yes. So, uh, <laughs> but she, she was a, a really uh, spunky girl, and she really enjoyed extreme sports, and she really enjoyed, you know, mountain climbing and rock climbing. So I think instead of waiting for Hollywood to continue to, you know, for the phone to ring, I think she... She got active, and she's really succeeding at some, you know, she's really working her way in these different 
um, you know, in in advanced military tactics. I'm not quite sure what she's doing, but you know, her mother sent me a picture of her in uniform, and she, you know, she really looks good, and she looks strong, and she looks like like uh, the military. She she's right she's doing it. Aw, so proud of her. Okay, so back on. So my other question to you is: We all can agree that the daytime landscape regarding soaps have changed for the better, and sadly for the worse, with the cancellation of the soap operas. In your own words, what makes the soap genre still beats and continues to live on? Well, you know, it's it's a it's a very diehard audience, and the grandmothers and mothers you know are trying to you know pass it down and you know mom's watching her soap you know don't bother her or I'll join her I like it too I mean it's it's a you know kids that went to college and canceled their classes and you know what to watch the soaps uh sometimes to put them on is like putting on an old college sweater it's it still feels good to to you know, I know a lot of people that have watched it for so many years, and now I don't know how much they use the fast-forward button, you know, or because now they could watch what they want to watch. If they don't like this story or that story, you know, there they go. You know, I watched General Hospital in exactly nine minutes now. I watched – no, I watched the whole show. I mean, everybody will, you'll talk to will say different things because they have the ability to, you know, to go – to what mm-hmm. they want. You know, in the old days, you watched it, you watched it at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock, wherever, whatever, and, you know, right. you were in for that for that ride. But then they eventually got the videotapes where people could tape them and come home and watch them at night. So it's all gone in the right direction for soaps to stay on the air and to keep going, you know. I mean, it's still... Uh, hopefully the networks and the people still want one of them to represent the daytime soap operas that they've represented. Right. Or, you know, there's always the possibility that game shows will come back or something else will come back. No, no. 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 Well, let me go ahead, Candace, because I'm I'm the out of the out of the four of the hosts. I'm the youngest, and I always say I appreciate the soap genre for a few things. One, like you said, it's a family thing. My great grandmother, she used to watch strict CBS. My mom was ABC, NBC, and I was fascinated by this, the the alternate universe that that all the characters were in. That was so rich and so honest and as time went on like you said you know each network and I always say this each network should be proud that they have a soap to represent them that is in the history books you know like General Hospital as of next year will be tied with Gone Light for being the longest running current soap opera and you just think about all of the moments and iconic moments at that and it's like, you know, you guys, and I, we always say this, the daytime actors, actresses, the directors, producers, writers, the caterers, the people who, you know, take you guys to work are the hardest working people and the fan base of these soaps 
there's nothing like it. You know, you can compare it to, you know, you got the movie fans, you got the comic book fans, you got the sci-fi. There's no other fan base that is so loyal and dedicated to these shows than the soap fans. And it's a labor of love on both ends. From you guys to us, five days a week, you know, year-round. Like, right now, you guys are taking a break, well-deserved. <laughs> because, you know, you guys are constantly at it, giving us the drama, the comedy, the romance, and and whatnot. So I also think that's something that contributes to why this genre still beats and will continue to beat, no matter what. So that was just my two points. Well, you, I, I, I concur with you on that. And as much as the daytime, the network, and the people want to go after younger viewers, I think it's hard to get to. I think you should make. I would think my. I say make the viewers you have happy. You know, you, yes. you can't yep. you can't keep yes. trolling for young viewers because yes. I don't know if they're going to. They, you can't get a kid off their phone to come in and watch a soap opera with your mother. I just, <laughs> I just think that that would be like, uh, that's a very difficult thing. If these kids stumble onto it and because it's passed down, then you know, so be it. That's 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 the viewers. That's still you're going to have right. the viewers that want to watch it with their mother or you know, or watch the you know. So, I I, I know that they want to keep getting younger and younger and get, go after the demographic, but I think that's the toughest thing to do. I think you've got to make right. the viewers you've got, keep the viewers, keep the the, the veterans that you have, make give yeah. them something to do, make the the fans happy that they see the people that they've been watching, and you know, and so that's my feeling is you know you're you're gonna if you want to stay at it, that's how you stay at it. I think. I agree. You know, I agree with yeah, you on that. Do we have time for one more question? Yeah, we all agree. <laughs> yes. We all well, concur, as they say, in the legal world. Yes. No, that's the medical world. I concur, doctor. I concur. Yeah. Do we have time for one more question, Pam? Yes. I don't know. Do you? <laughs> well, do you? Uh, it's, up, it's up to you, Ken. I'm good. Okay, well, for me personally, I've been watching watching since I'm three years old. And my two iconic standout moments for Scotty are, of course, standing on that expansive green lawn after the wedding and saying goodbye to Dominique. What is your standout Scotty moment? Uh, Well, you know, of course, catching that bouquet and, you know, causing all that trouble and disrupting the whole – the wedding and, you know, and causing all that trouble. It was – that was, you know, a – a fun thing to do. I should never have, have left in the first place. You know, I don't even know why I left just to go to New York and do another show. And, you know, it was kind of a thing, but, you know, I've got some great times that I had with the Lee Baldwin character. And I worked a lot with, with him. And, um, there's a lot of, and the Dominique stuff, of course, and the Lucy stuff and the stuff we did over there. The, you know, I could go on about the, uh, I've, I've had, so many so many different people that I've gotten to work with and have fun with and you know and a lot of them I miss I miss Tony Geary I miss Jane Elliott I miss them you know from our time together but I still get to work with Jackie and I still get to work with Lynn and I still get you know the ones that are still there um, so 
I, I got no yeah. standout ones. There's just a slew of them. Other than yeah, the thank you. It's yes. kind of hard to pick when you have such great co-workers to work with throughout the years. Um, it would be almost picking your favorite child, which you know you can't do. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Franco. Yeah. Franco. <laughs> Poor Franco. Now he doesn't remember right Franco anymore. So you know, I don't know what's going to happen to him. Uh, yeah, what a storyline that is, definitely. Um, General Hospital keeps us on our toes for sure. And I have uh, I have one last thing that I'd like to ask you before we let you go, and that is if Ken were to write a book, what would it be called and why? But also, if Scotty's were to write a book, what would it be called and why? Scotty and his women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this. <laughs> yeah, because you know, it's it, 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 I've had such dealings with so many of the the different actresses on the show, and so much of it. I mean, you know, I had some of the best fun I ever had in my life working with uh, Robin Matson when we were Scotty Heather. You know, that was yeah. a great time for me as a as a fun time on General Hospital. We had a riot, and she was a riot, and you know. And you know she still is when I see her. So, yeah, uh, Scotty and his women. That was wild funny. and crazy, most of them. <laughs> 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 and the answer to if Ken were to write a book, what would it be called? Oh, he's you know, Ken's book would be uh, you know, forty-two years and what they call some. Some guy once came up to me and said, "You're on, you're in uh, that." thing called, I call them slow dramas. I said, slow dramas? Yeah, they are a little slow. I said, I guess I'm in 42 years in slow dramas. 42 years fluffing around, lathering up in soaps. Uh, I, I don't know. I could come up with a lot of names for uh, 40, 42 years. Oh, gosh. You know, I love that. I love that. So any Anything you came up with, would be perfect. So we would all read it. You know, there's a lot of the um, actors and actresses from the soaps that come up with books. I know Maurice Bernard is going to be uh, releasing one next year. So Yeah, he's got his coming out. Uh, You know, if anybody ever writes the book of the heyday, I mean, there was a heyday in the 80s and 90s, and, you know, back when, you know, the Demi Moores and, you know, Emma Sams and, I mean, mm-hmm. it was wild. It was the Wild West. And, you know, I know that the the New York actors had just as many Wild West stories, too, back in the day, One Life to Live, and, and all in the in the 80s and 90s. I mean, it was the heyday of soaps, and we were all in it, and it was and it was a great time, and it was great fun, and, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoyed every moment of it. Uh, it was, you know... It was it. It was where I wanted to be, and it was fun doing it. So I have no complaints about my years spent in daytime TV. Well, and that could be a good title to a book, too, so I think you should start writing. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't get me wrong. If I had gone down the movie store, you know, I I was just as as happy of being a movie star as well. (laughs) But I'll take Soap Star. That's, you know, that's good, too. You know. Hey, an actor is an actor, and as Candace said, you guys are the hardest working. So you know, 
you got number one in my book. Yeah, we do. We, but you know what? It's a gift. It's a, it's a, uh, it's kind of a, it's, it's, it's like a guy that goes to the gym and trains to do this. That runs a marathon. Mm-hmm. The cameras, the actors, everybody is at the top of their game, and the machinery that it takes to put this show out, everybody has to be at the top of their game to crank out 135 pages a day. That's that's right. just no easy feat. Nobody in a nighttime television or anybody believes that that can be done, but I know it's done. It's done, you know, we do it every day when we're there. So, you know, it is it is a, a, a an undertaking, but it's a, it's what you're hired to come in and do to get it done, you know? Exactly. So, exactly. yes, I, I thank everybody for thinking that it was, you know, that we're, you know, that we're, it is hard work, but it's fun work, too. It's good yeah. work. Well, well, we want to thank you for taking the time to join us today, and please tell everybody at General Hospital we love them and thank them for all their hard work, and we look to another 40, 50 years of them being on our TV screens. Right. Now, are you guys live on the radio right now? Is this a live radio show? Yeah. Or are you guys pre- or is this yeah. a tape? live, yes. You're live? Yeah, live. <laughs> yeah. All right. You well, want give us, give, give us... to give us a shout-out to the give listeners? Tomorrow? Give you a shout-out to the... What, uh, shout-out like to all the viewers us, out to the listeners. Yeah. Well, sorry, the viewers. Listeners. listeners. The listeners out there, hello out there, listeners. This is uh, Ken Schreiner, <laughs> Gotti Baldwin, signing off. <laughs> thank, thank you so much. I thank you. Thank I you. enjoyed my time with you guys. Uh, do it again anytime. Oh, and I'll... we enjoyed you. Okay, thank thanks you a lot. So much. Have All a good right, weekend. Take it easy. Stay, stay tuned. Stay tuned. We will. Stay tuned. Stay back channel. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Wow, another well, one under the books, and a really good one. Very nice. <sighs> now I can no, don't breathe. Don't you feel better? You can breathe. <laughs> you know, I love speaking with each and every guest on the show, and, you know, a lot of people don't realize that the nerves kick in right before we, we start a show. Oh, yeah. And sometimes sometimes you get more nervous with others than you do with some of them, and it doesn't mean that they're any less important. It's just that, you know, some of the guests might be newer on the soaps that you're, you're watching, so you've invested some time in them, but not as much as you would have with, like, our guest tonight with Ken Schreiner. Um, and, you know, I've watched him since day one. Of course, I was still in my mm. cradle at that time, you know. <laughs> well, your day one, anyway. Yeah, your day one. <laughs> and and the wonderful Candace keeps pointing out that she's the youngest one of us. I am. She, she, has, she forgets <laughs> to mention we're only a couple years older than her. <laughs> I just like to point out the reason I say it sometimes is because it's funny because the reason I say this is because anybody who follows me on, on on Twitter, it's like they said, well, how do you remember this? How do you know all of this stuff? And they're like, are are you sure you're your right age? Have you been here before? Were you born previously? And, then, and I'm like, 
No, it's just I literally was raised like my my family put me in front of the TV and told me, look, this is this is General Hospital, honey. You're gonna have to learn this when you get older. Wait. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I get that a lot know. too, Candace. And I what? literally tell the story, and it's 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 a God's honest truth story. I had to be with my grandmother because my mother went back to work, and from yeah. one p.m. To and at the time, God, I'm aging myself, but I'm not that far away from you. I'm I'm right over forty. Um, at the time, it was one to five p.m. There was a show on ABC that people do not rem- that pe- not many people remember after General Hospital, before Oprah, and um, so from one one to five, it was don't make no noise, don't make no mess. Nana's going to leave this out, this out, and this out for you to eat and drink because I ain't getting up. <laughs> and, right? and those people became, those, those storylines became adventures that little Anthony participated in. When, when right. Laura came back from the dead, I was, I was able to stay home from school because me and, me and my nanny were so invested that I was able to stay home from school, and I was so disheartened that she came back for the last, like, last camera shot. Like, what? What do you mean, what? <laughs> See, I was going to bust I, out. I, was, well, I remember, because he was talking <laughs> about the younger and whatnot. I remember now, this is how I did it on my own. I remember cable. Y'all remember that TBS was really special. If you had it in your premium package still, TBS yeah. was only, you know, if you paid for it. I do remember right. the soap opera that he was on on TBS that Ken Corday was, I think, a producer on. Mary Beth Evans was on there. John Lindstrom was on there. I remember that because, don't ask me why I remember this, because there was another show on TBS that I used to watch. It was a kid's show. And then at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, depending, sometimes it came on at 7, the show would come on and I would watch it. And my grand, my grandma was like, Candace, what are you watching? I'm like, a soap opera. Like, Little 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 seven year old Candace watching the soap opera on her own. See? And it wasn't it wasn't like the, the you know, general hospitals or anything. So I would like to you know, say I understand what he was saying about the younger demographic. Like that is a it's tough hard to get it's tough. It's not like back in the day like back in the day, like what, twenty years yeah, actually if you think about it, twenty years ago. Thirty was passion. Well no, passions was the last soap to really kinda get the younger demographics to watch because it came oh. on during the summer. It was, yeah, passion. Yeah. And then, Sunset you know, Beach tried it too. Sunset Beach. Yep. Port Charles but you know, when they kind of turned to the story arc. Yeah. But, you know, Days, Days of Our Lives did a really good job of it um, about 16 years ago, you know, with the Chloe, Brady, yeah, um, and yeah. Belle, you know, General Hospital. General Hospital had the the lucky Nicholas, Elizabeth, Emily. Um, you know, Bold and the Beautiful. Right. Back, oh my God, back in the Amber days. Um, Ooh, you know, and God bring Amber back. Bring Amber and Tony back. Bring Amber and Tony back, please. Um, <laughs> you know, but they, you know, they do they did kick it, but once. Once it went to digital shorts and Instagram stories, and now, I mean, now you can, what, what is it, what's, um, not WhatsApp, chat, that other chat one that you can only yeah, go yeah. for 40 seconds. Who yeah. wants to watch an hour? And even with the fast forward button, 
you know, these kids, I was at my aunt's house recently, and her daughter, they were having a little graduation party, and they, it was silent. Silent. Because everyone's on the phone. Silent. And all of a sudden, somebody said one thing, and they all started laughing. And I turned to my aunt, and I said, what are they doing? Well, they're talking to each other. No, they're not. <laughs> um, yeah, they are <laughs> on their phone. Phones, yeah. I think yeah. you bring up something, Anthony. Like, I was just thinking, because General Hospital, I'm thinking General Hospital strictly, they always had the team storyline front and center. I mean, starting with, you know, Scotty and Laura and Bobby, moving on to, like, Brenda, Jagger, Robin and Karen and all of them, Jason, AJ. He, then, you know, you went to, of course, the Liz, the Lucky, you know, stuff like that, and Glenn, Dylan, and Georgie. And I think what changed, to be honest, is – and this is my opinion, the, introduc- the, introduc- the introduction of cable a little bit more. Like you had, you know, MTV with their reality shows that was a little bit more branded. You know, obviously they had real world role rules, but they had Teen Mom. You had a lot of these shows that was kind of in the, the, the they, they had the ingredients of a soap opera, but it was like on cable that kind of took away the attention span if that's the right way of me saying it. Because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, you know, as well, Terrence had, you know, Gwen and Will. By the way, happy birthday, Jen um, Landon. Um, And don't forget Luke and Noah. Oh, yeah, Luke (laughs) and Noah. Oh, yes, thank you. And I'm thinking, you know, like all of these shows, and then also think, you know, in, in all honesty, too, that the writers stopped writing for the younger set because they don't know how to, they didn't know how to write for the younger set anymore. If that makes any well, sense. It's like, no, it know, makes a lot of sense. And, and I've been saying this on my boards and across, across the board for years, for a couple of years now, you know, general hospital did an experiment, which worked really well for the old time viewers, but didn't do what they wanted it to do. And unfortunately it was because they didn't, they didn't take it in the direction that people accept, expected it to go to. When they did mm-hmm. night shift, people started to oh. think, oh, this is going to be general hospital after dark. And, you know, they teased right. us with yeah, the whole opening that. scene with them being in the shower and this and that. But that was the perfect opportunity to pull in a whole younger set. And now with the digital medium being, you know, Days of Our Lives is doing Chad Nabby in Paris, which I love the extenuating circumstances of the story. But that was that is a moment where they're not restricted by television regulations. They should have had right. Chad and Abby, and and I like the storyline because I know that it's when they appear back on the NBC screen, it's going to be explosive. It's gonna it's gonna lead into a wealth of storyline. But they could have extended mm-hmm. that a bunch of episodes and showed them reconnecting, kissing on the top of the Eiffel Tower, running back to their pad and having mind-blowing relations. Um, You know, I think they need to step into the, you know, right now it seems like there's a triangle between Dev, uh, Jocelyn, and Cameron. So do a bunch of digital shorts and release them that are steamy, that are fun, and get get a little bit of of interest from the younger sex. Take I would like to see Molly and TJ. I would like, like to see Molly you know, and TJ, that, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, take someone 
like Days of All Lives, for instance. You know, take someone like Brady, who has had nothing but, you know, romantic clubs. Trouble. And post him Failure. at night, you know, having this new romance on screen during the day, and then give us some after dark where it goes where they can't go during the day. Because Brady's still hot. You know, they're, he'll still catch the younger viewers, and he's still got the older viewers. Um, you know, on General Hospital, you could do that with somebody like, hmm. Michael? Michael, not so much. He, well, the, character, the character wouldn't translate to that kind of stuff after dark. Maybe, maybe break up Peter, Peter and Maxie and do it with Peter. You, you, there might be some fire under him with, with the right person. Um, on the Bulls okay. and the Beautiful, I'm sure we all know who would, who would work that really, really well. Take Steffi completely out of the Liam Hope mix. Find her, I mean, it's L.A. Find her a male model aspiring actor that just makes your heart ba-bum, 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 and give us some answers. Well, they did that. have that. But they did have that. They had Leo. And, you know, we thought they were going to do, you know, they had something with the actor who played Leo yeah. and Steffi. But somehow, some way, it got lost in translation. I don't know. I, I wrote it for him to be on the show when I took the survey, but that was just me. But, I, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I still wish ABC would bring back, I mean, I always thought that they should bring back the city because it would be, and I always thought that it would be a mixture. Because, you know, the city, the original city, for those who remember, it was a mixture of a little bit of General Hospital, All My Children Loving, and a little death right. in one life. And right. I yeah. always thought that if they could, what they could do is, you know, they could have Lucas and Brad, before, if they survive, Felix, like use some of the younger set that you're not using on General Hospital and transfer them over to the city. And you could actually have had, and I'm so glad Ken Schreiner said this, about Serena Baldwin. You could have had the epic Michael, Serena, Maxi Triangle, yep. which would have been for for the yep. viewers. You have a Quartermain slash Corinthos, you have a Jones, and you have a Baldwin. If yep. that yep. doesn't that yep. they, they, the thing with the city mm-hmm. and Port Charles were they both came out and did really well their first year, but they were both yeah. experiments. Right that were a couple of years too early. Had they have come out yeah. a couple of years later, both of those shows would have done really well. If Poor Charles would have debuted around the same time Passions did, it would have exploded. Uh-huh. And, and it would have been able to support, especially when it turned over to, you know, fully the 13-week arc method. Um, you know, I, I always thought the whole telenovela way of telling stories is where soap opera um, should want to try to go, but you know, they tried it, they don't want to try it again because it failed. And you know, if they do, and it's funny and about the story, yeah, that they bring back either both or one of I can't see them at this point bringing one life to live back because there's no one left, there's hardly anyone left it. to play. Um, I can see it if if they focus on the young, if like we just now said. The younger gener- generation, we could have you know Star, 
And, you know, it was said on General Hospital from Nora that Matthew is getting married. So let's pick up on, like, the first episode if, you know, they were to do a let's try 30 minutes, you know, just hypothetically. If they were to say we're going to bring back One Life to Live for 30 minutes, open it with the wedding. Have that be your Mm. grand, you know, debut is, is, you know, Matthew's wedding. You can have, you know, the canvas. You can have. You can insert old characters and new characters. That way the audience can get a, a history lesson as well as meet new characters and then go from there. ABC, call me. Yeah. <laughs> call, call all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even for the we'll city, I got something. Yeah, because the city, you, you, you're right because the person who, well, the filming of it, you know, that, that was from the real world. You know, and figure yeah. there was only like a month difference between the debut of the city and the real world. So yeah, it did come out a little too. But man, the city, oh, the city was great. Oh, I miss you, taking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that I, you know, you mentioned it when we when we had Laura right on that iconic her rollerblading, and I mean, it just was so fresh. And so, you know, when you were looking at a show that yeah. had recently ended. Ryan's Hope, who to the, its dying day was classic soap. It looked oh my old, gosh, I it love felt that old, but it was so yep. comfortable. But then you yeah. looked at something like The City and you were like, what? You know, and all my children tried it a couple of years later, but they mm-hmm. didn't. It just, it just wasn't, you know, that whole live action filming, it just didn't try. The City was just so good. It really was. Yeah, and then when they brought Jane Elliott on, oh my God. Oh my God! <laughs> it was like, it was almost we... like a, a Mary Tyler moment where she's throwing her hat into the air, you know, in New York City. Yes! That's what the city reminded me of, you know. Yeah. It was it was just it's sort of like what Bold and Beautiful is right now. Like Bold and Beautiful right now is set in real time, real you know, in Los Angeles, and with the city, mm-hmm. it was New York, and it wasn't. I mean, it was just they showed. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I want to get Terry that because I missed the city, and I think that it shouldn't have ended. But that was that was ahead of its time, and yeah, it it sometimes doesn't get the credit that it truly deserves. I always say that the city and loving loving has the had the yeah, best oh my murder gosh, mystery yeah. storyline yeah. ever. Yeah. That's how you wrap up a soap show. Can, can we have a loving you, episode you know, or they something? <laughs> But the thing about that no one ever discusses about Loving that I, I feel that we need to point out to people that never, never knew Loving is Loving ended the way it started. Loving started on yep. Murder Mystery, too. Yep. You know, Gwen mm-hmm. and, and – I mean, I, when Loving it's came on, movie. it came on to tremendous fanfare as well. You had the whole Tucker yep. – um, what was it? Tucker Noel. What was her character's name? Oh, my God. Trish. Tucker, Trish, Rachel. you know, you're the murder mystery Trish. going on. I mean, pe- people looked at Loving like they looked at the city like, wow, this is the, this is the next generation of soaps. What, you know, what's mm-hmm. going on here? We need to tune into this. They started with a murder mystery and ended with a murder and, mystery. And it, yep. And if you've never seen yep. the, the Loving pilot, I highly recommend you go on YouTube because it's on there with Lord Bridges. Yes, the, yeah, he's on there. Yeah, uh-huh. I saw it. And it came on as a, just like, you know, Poor Charles, a two-hour TV movie on ABC Sunday night. And the first yep. episode was on Monday. 
I was only Does anyone remember the General Hospital Friday night special when Luke and Laura came back? But um, tw- uh, not Twist of Fate. Um, because Twist of Fate was when Laura when they was leaving town and they set up stuff on with 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 blowing up Laura. Uh huh. I remember that one too. Um, let's see the I, pink Cadillac. Then, yep. Remember the pink? Yep. I remember how big that was. I remember, like, I think that's what irks me now about the way that some of the soaps aren't market on networks, you know, <laughs> days well off, sorry, is I remember when Luke and Laura came back, like, it didn't matter what time it was on ABC, they were promoting that. They was like, daytime's yep. hottest couple is coming back to General yep. Hospital. Look for them on Roseanne. Look for them on, you know, and I'm like, yeah. They, they were, yeah, they did. They did yeah. that cross country road trip, and they were popping up. Yeah, they were popping up tiny little snippets of things, not even full clips. Just where are they commercials during all the primetime shows? Yeah. Mhm. And you and know, just had, recently, ABC, ABC had the chance to to really show love to its longest running show ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they had Chandra Wilson, who is a diehard General Hospital fan, on that one. But twice. But twice. And instead of having her, you know, and I love the Sydney character that she played, don't get me wrong. But why couldn't they license Dr. Dr. Bailey to come in? They're right across the street. They're right across the street, the studio lot. Grey's Anatomy is right across the street from General Hospital. I've been saying that for years, Anthony. You've heard me say it, too. I'm like, I don't understand (laughs) why. ABC could not have like during the day like an epic epic, uh, epic television event. Why am I going to talk like an announcer where Bailey comes to Port Charles for a medical conference and meets up with Kim and something, and a patient has like a heart transplant, like a piece of wood that's stuck in their chest or something like that, and it's up to Lucas Jones to go to Seattle. Right? <laughs> then be, wait a minute, they have the perfect storyline right I now. Sign up. They have the perfect storyline right now with, with Franco. We no, we need no. We got to get Jeff Weber to come and do that. Hence why Michael well, E. Knight. Come on now. Let's hope. But yes, let's hope that's who Michael E. Knight oh, is yes. coming Let on. Let me pray. Play. Let me pray. Oh, Let me pray. 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 Just like what we know. We don't know yet who he is. No, we don't know. Well, yet. well you know, you know, it's General Hospital. We Probably don't. Daddy. We don't have our queen with us tonight, and we are praying for Florida. But I want to ask you yeah. guys. Was it everything you hoped it to be, the reveal in Salem? Um, was it everything we hoped it would be? Yeah. I was happy with it. I was. I have to eat um, my words on one thing, okay? I don't like flashbacks. You know, and it's wasting, I'm sorry, but I personally feel like it's a waste of my, I understand why they do it in a well-done flashback to something a couple of weeks ago or to, you know, to really emphasize an emotional moment. Okay, I get that. But for the most part, like, if you're showing me what happened yesterday and what happened on Monday, I watch, baby. I don't need that. Um, However, when they came on Friday and gave us the entire scene all over again, I said, oh, yes. <laughs> like iconic moments, like, that, I still to this moment watch Moro West screaming at that body bag and Kiki. I still, every once in a while, put that on. 
That's what happened. That's what happened. You ain't got no. You ain't got no. You ain't got no. No. I still watch TV. I watch that whole hour. Every once in a while, I need that whole hour. The dream sequence where Sammy finds out about EJ and Abigail. That is, I mean, that is one of the, my God, iconic shows no. in the last 10 years. That show was amazing. Why she didn't get, why she didn't get nominated, I, I, besides the point. I still have no, once no. in a while where put on Karen yeah. on the stand. Oh, God. You wanted to say I was a hooker? Wait a minute. No. Hey, Anthony, you got the wrong. You got the wrong iconic moment. It's this. Can you hear me? It's me. It's me, Vivian. Can you hear me? Can you hear me in yeah. there? Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's so, that. You that, know, when they gave that us that whole life. entire scene again, I was like, yeah. <sighs> because it was, that was perfect soap. It was classic. It was fresh. But it was classic. Perfect, perfect, perfect soap scene. Yeah, oh, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just glad the reveal is finally over with because, you know, it, you get so involved. I know I do. I get so involved, and it's like watching um, a movie, an action movie, where there's a bad guy, and you just can't wait until they get caught, and they keep doing more evil things and more evil things, and you're like, come on already, you know, you've got to get them, and so there's that payoff at the end, and that's how I feel, feel yeah, that's how I felt about watching this Kristen storyline, like, come on already, but I need some kind of payoff that she pays in some way. Yeah, that's, and I, that's what I was going to say. I agree. That's why I'm kind of, like, iffy about the reveal. I felt, I mean, good acting from everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, but Mm -hmm. it's just. Drake was robbed. Drake was robbed. Yeah, he was. Here's my thing. I love you. First and foremost, Ron, I love you, but, you know, I'm going to call you out. He doesn't do a complete payoff the way that it's supposed to be done. And that's what's like right now, you know, everything is hap is it you know, Days is about to hit that reset button real soon, as of Tuesday. Okay. As of Tuesday, it's gonna be a re- starting with a reset because Robin Strasser starts as her Vivian mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So and you know we're getting ready to say goodbye to some people and they're gonna have to reset some storylines, but the thing is, is that we need the in between. Like, okay, what's gonna happen? Is she gonna get her her due? Like, is she gonna pay for any of her crimes? You know, we right. all know what's gonna happen when Nicole comes back. Right. I love you. I missed you so much. Me, you, and Holly can be <laughs> a family together. And then Sarah's gonna be like, "Hey, what about me? I don't need for you." Like, and then Xander is, "I'll get, I'll be with you in just a moment. Give me that mask." Like, <laughs> well, honestly, I hope Nicole comes back damaged. I do. You know, a for Ari Zucker. I think you know she really relished coming back. The reason she came back is because they offered her this chance to play Nicole as Kristen Nicole. So, you know, first and foremost, I hope they give her some juice to play because, you know, I want her on my screen. She's one of those people, she's one of those characters that I want on my screen. So I hope they give her some real juice to play. And I hope she comes back damaged just to give us, to give us, you know, investment. 
if she's immediately, I love you, Eric, and all's well and all's right in the world, I'm going to feel cheated. So, yeah. Um, I do want one story. Real quick. Yeah. Yeah. I want to congratulate Ron and the writers, whoever came up with a certain idea. There is one, I want to talk about the elephant tusks that were in the room. I, I, I almost fell off my, I, I, no, I, I did fall off my couch. When they had Susan come in and she said she gnawed through the rope with her teeth. Oh, yeah. They finally, finally addressed the elephant in the room. I was like, oh, yes, thank you. And then again on Friday, that whole, that whole scene with her, Will, and Sonny, I was just like, and they let her be a hero. I just thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Thank you, Ron. And whichever writer came up with dying. that, give that man or woman a bonus. Whoever came up I, with have her gnaw through the ropes with her teeth, they need a bonus. Give I them know, an right? olive garden. <laughs> give them an olive garden gift card and say you done good. I I love, love, love the scenes of Will and Sonny and Susan together. I think those are the best scenes when Susan is on canvas. Um, Oh, my God. Do you remember Susan and Victor? There is nothing that they can't do with that character. Oh, yeah, that was good, too. That was good, too. Oh. Yes, that was good, too. He couldn't stand her. She made him nuts. He was always rolling his eyes. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have to. There's nothing that they can't do with that character. Why they keep sending her away boggles me. Leave her on. That's what she's supposed to be with EJ. What, the, what was the what was the line? With Roger, yeah. Some, yeah, it was like I mean, here's the thing. This is what Days really needs to do. Like I love. I know that Days right now is going through some things. Okay. But if you're going to constantly have these people, like, the next go around is who who's going to be the next person they bring back from the dead? All right. I'm still waiting for them to either, A, go ahead and recast the role of EJ, because I do feel, I still feel slightly cheated out of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Oh, I feel, I feel more than slightly you, cheated, yes. But you know, I, it's like, okay, I, I you think have, that if they weren't going to bring him back in some form or another, that they should have just left him dead. Right. Thank I you. They were. That's, <laughs> I read. Okay. That was a while back. Okay. I thought they were bringing him back. Where did you I read that? Those, I I did hear okay. something about that too. So here's the here's the behind the scenes. Here's the behind I the can't scenes remember where. Allison Sweeney hadn't signed on to come back. She was basically right. kind of dipping back and forth. And then um, Hallmark Channel handed her another contract for another set of movies. So she didn't say, no, I won't do it, but no, I can't do it on a full-time basis. And I think, I don't know this for sure, but once that happens, that's when they scrapped, when they scrapped that whole the idea. Right. Oh, okay. She has told them, I will come back as much and as often as you want me to, schedule permitting, but I, I'm not ready to come back full time yet. And see, this is where they still, this is where, okay, I got to jump on the, on the bandwagon because, you know, a lot of people with social media, some of y'all are crazy, but like with Chabby and Paris, okay, I know 
speaking for me, I love the idea of this because we get to see what's been going on outside of Salem. Okay. If because of Allison's schedule and, you know, whatnot, I do think the next digital should go to E-Jammy. I think if they, like I said, if they can't get James back, by the way, curious to this because, you know, James is doing some some uh, some appearances lately. So what's up with that? I don't know. But if they can't get him back, you know, do six episodes to let us know what, you know, Sammy and EJ's been up to. If EJ has come back to, you know, being his normal self. Has Susan. Like, you can actually do it. You know, you can work around, obviously, you know, let me see. Billy and Kate did this in June. It came out earlier this month. So, I mean, I just feel as though as an E-Jamie fan, I want to know what took, what happened. What You know, where are we at now? And, yeah, if it's, you know, open, you know, leave room for, you know, whenever or, or however they can come back for Christmas of 2022, um, you know, that's fine. You know, I just feel as though that's something that they sometimes don't do so well is fill in the blank after a reveal or a return. It's like, yeah, you know, like well, Teresa, you know. You know, speaking of that whole digital short thing, you know, where we were talking about the younger viewers before, here's, you know, right. and General Hospital did it really well with Ricky Martin. Take Grab someone like a Sean Mendez and, you know, and pay the budget and get him to come on for a digital portion and have Sierra, Bang, and whatever interact with that kind of cat, you know, with a character based on the Sean, on Sean Mendez in a digital and bring and fold that into the daytime show. And, you know, Ben and Sierra are so You got to wait eight months for that. Well, you know what I mean. If the storyline wasn't yeah, where it was right now, yeah. On General Hospital, it would be Jocelyn, uh, Jocelyn Deb, and Cameron. You know what I mean? And instead of being mm-hmm. Sean Mendez, make it a, um, a, a Carmella, what is her name? The one that was on with him at the video music right. board. Yeah. Yeah, you know half of those people I did not know? That's, that makes me feel a little bit old. I didn't yeah. know yeah. Of those people. I knew some of them, granted, I knew some of them, but not all these new artists. But I get what you like, a new artist that, that's, connect, that's relevant to today's youth to be yeah, on. Nice. Like, what all much, like, how they used to do on General Hospital by having 98 degrees and, you know, having Neo on all my children. I, yeah, something like that to kind of connect to the audience. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Get you. Yes, didn't they do Would that on, all, on the, all my children and, and uh, Prospect yeah, they, Park? Yeah, they did. With A A J yeah, and Miranda. Uh huh. They did. They brought, they did they brought a group out. A lot. Yeah. They yeah. they had them. They had Neo at the wedding. Um, Guy Light had some people. I mean, all these folks oh, used yeah. to do that. You know, they used to have the you know whoever was hot. Even though I'm still mad that one soap did not have Britney Spears on there. I'm not gonna call that soap out. But it's still on to this day. But they had Katy Perry on there. I'm not gonna say anymore. Sorry, I gave it. I gave it away. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but, but if if, if General Hospital could bring back Piccolella, why doesn't someone revive the record company? 
you know, he's not banned no more, and he's not really doing much in ELQ, so why doesn't he say, well, hello, let me bring back my record company? They should have Brooklyn on there. Like, I'm still mad they don't have Brooklyn. Like, Brooklyn could be, you know, she could come and be the manager of the record label and, like, seduce Cameron. I don't know. Well, before we jump off the reveal bandwagon, let's jump over to L.A. for a second. How do you guys feel about the fallout from so far from that fallout? A fallout? Okay, girl, go ahead. (laughs) No, I like how you said it. The the fallout when Thomas fell. I'm sorry. Okay. Perfect. That was a perfect sound, you know, perfect soundbite. Or the push out, however, you know. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay, first and foremost, Bold and Beautiful really needs to invest in, invest in gates around people's houses because right. everybody, everybody is falling over the cliff. Deacon, oh, um, you see, I mean, everybody's pretty much falling over their ridge, Rick. Look, here's the thing, because I know this is like the biggest debate going on right now. Did Brooke intentionally mean to push him? Look, I'm going to say this. I love the fact that, first of all, if Matthew Atkins does not get a pre-nod or anything for his portrayal of Thomas next year, I'm crying foul like nobody's business. I'm sorry. That boy has definitely showed that he can handle this material. Um, <clears throat> as far as this, you know, look, at the end of the day, Brooke was protecting her child. And well, I don't think she, she intentionally she intentionally meant to push him over. She was pushing right. him away to protect Hope. That away. was it. Per- yeah. I mean, and if, if anybody sees it, it differently, I don't see how they see it differently. Here's the thing, Pam. I actually can see both sides because I had to rewatch it. Watch it, yeah. and you know, yep. obviously, what's happening. First and foremost, Hope there. She, you know, she left her child unattended. I don't know if anybody's going to pick up on that, but okay. When you're a parent and you see somebody that's already caused your daughter harm with your daughter at first moment, you go into mommy mode. Candace, so, yeah, come back to regardless, us. Okay, can you guys hear me? Yes. Yep. Can you go guys, ahead. Okay. If, if you see your child in some kind of danger with somebody that's already put your child through so much, you go into mommy mode. You block out whatever it is that's going on if it's just, you know, them talking. I saw that part. When I saw the next time around, I saw where, you know, Thomas did kind of let go of hope, but he was also trying to, like, it, it, he was trying to grab Brooke from, you know, to stop touching him. And then, you know, it was just a lot of back and forth. But, no, I don't think Brooke, meant to push him over. Now, here's where I have my gripe at. It's with Ridge. Because when Ridge mm. gave her the look and was saying all this, like, my son could be dead, I wanted Brooke to say, and you did the same thing to my son. And why? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you did this to Rick, not once, but twice, and you made him paralyzed. So if anything, you know, it's a good – I love this part of the story because now we're seeing Catherine Kelly Lane and Thorsten K performance now. And mm-hmm. I like Brick. I love Brick, um, you know, Brooke and Ridge, but they did need some angst. I'm curious yeah. to see how far this goes. 
and how Thomas will play a, a well, obviously Thomas is playing a role into their relationship right now, but I want to see what else he does to them. Yeah, like is, when he wakes up, is he going to say Brooke intentionally did it and blame her? And Right. You know, or is it going to be of, something else? Like, you know, Thomas wakes up and says, it. I want to talk to Brooke. Well, his thinking. Or is this well, going to be Thomas's get out of jail free card, so to speak? Well, that's what I was going to say. Is he going to try to or, redeem himself at that point and stick uh-huh. up for Brooke? And so, yeah. uh-huh. or, or, or he's going to try to tell Brooke if you you try you convince Hope to stay married to me, and if you don't, I'm going to send you to jail. Yep, that could happen okay. too. Uh huh. I just can't wait for Stuffy to find out and beat his butt. Mm. I know, right? So we're counting down on some time here. I mean, we've got a half hour left, but this wasn't an intentional soap show. But it went into that, which was a lot of fun. But I think we should Mm -hmm. wrap up for now and leave all the juicy stuff for the next time we're on air. Oh, Um, man, we're not going to talk about Young and the Rockless. Thank God. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Go ahead. We got to talk about that. No. I got nothing. And I'm trying, (laughs) you guys. I'm trying. The only thing I can say is Jason Thompson, Jason Thompson, Jason Thompson. Come through, buddy. And (laughs) this is, that's the only, I I, I feel bad. I feel like I'm turning against Young and the Rockless Nation. But it's not my fault. Um, Anthony, I, I think you guys feel the same way. It's like some of these stories does not add up. And I feel as though he's going to retcon Devon's will unless the saving grace is Chance wants, wants money to, to gamble and Adam is going to help him. But like I was telling somebody, if there was an issue with the will, where's Murphy at? Where's Tucker? When the courts called tagged at Murphy and Tucker regarding the will? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See? You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I love that line that Devon said when Elena said, how long has your grandma been gone? And he's like, six years. Yeah, six years. So I don't know why they're bringing up something from six years ago. I was like, me too, Devon. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I he said like, what everybody was thinking. Yeah. So that's the only thing that can save it is if they have, like, Adam and Chance working together and Chance wants the money because he wants to gamble and Adam is going to help him. Because pretty much if we're going based off of what is being said about Chance, Adam saved his freaking life and now Chance owes him. Because Adam saved him, if that's what we're going by. Mm. So, right. yeah. That's all I got. I mean. Yeah. Well, I just started calling Billy Willie for his second personality <laughs> as the gum-chewing Willie. I think it's supposed to be by double mint. Extra chewing gum. I don't even know what to say about that story. I, I tweeted this out and I got a lot of heat from it. 
I said, watch them recon this storyline and say that Billy was the one that hit Delia. Don't ask me how, you guys, but I can't trust the writing because I feel as though they're going to say that Billy blocked that out of his memory, and that's what created his altar, sort of like General Hospital with Luke and Fluke. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because well, there's one thing. It, you know, maybe, maybe it's just, you know, Billy's never paid, actually paid for it. You know, fans have spoken out and said, well, Adam gets all this because he ran D.D. over. But Billy oh. Billy is facing his guilt for leaving her in the car in the first place. And he, he has never paid for it. And maybe that's what fans want to see now is maybe that's the guilt taken over of her leaving her in the car in the first place. Not okay, that he ran her it's over. a little too late. But here's the thing. If anybody remembers, there was an actor named Justin Hartley who played the role of Adam. And during his right. stint, they had him come to terms with Delia's death. They had him and Adam, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. him and Billy actually talk about it and own up mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And for some yeah. reason, that's why, like, and I want to give a shout-out to some people who, who showed the receipt by the video clips and posted it on YouTube because fans were like, wait a minute, hold up, it did happen. Young and the Russell's, Josh needs to stop trying to make people forget about the previous storylines with Justin Hartley's version of Adam because they were, you know, we had the forgiveness between Nick and Adam, Adam and Billy, you know, Adam, Chloe, Adam. And, there was some healing. There was some growth. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't yeah, know what's going on right now. I don't know. I, don't, I have a question. Know, I don't know. I have a question because I have a theory. Where was Victoria when Dee Dee, when, when she was killed? Okay, Nikki was on the road. She was driving drunk. Victor was at the human um, thing. Victoria was, let me see, that was around the JT. Was that around the JT time? Wait a minute, hold up. No, that was, let me see, because no, that wasn't with JT. Because when they went to the hospital, Victoria was there at the hospital. Victoria was, I think Victoria was home with the kids. I think she was there. With, I want to say with Reed for some reason. I want to say Reed. Okay, because so I here's, remember here's Chloe, my, Chloe and Kevin was at the movie. Yeah, here's my theory. If if Adam didn't, it wasn't the one who hit her. The most likely suspect is Nikki. But that wouldn't splinter. A, we don't want to go there because that's just another murder under her belt that she won't pay for. Um, she is the she is the un, you know the, the serial killer of daytime. But you know I'm laughing as I say that. But um, there's a there's a million reasons why we don't want to go there. But also it wouldn't it wouldn't explain a fractured personality. He doesn't have he wouldn't at that time have had enough of an emotional connection with Nikki that it would have fractured his personality. However. It could be explained away if it was Victoria. Mm. Mm. See, I just, I think what the problem is is that if this story was two years ago, then yeah, okay, for them to talk about it now, that's fine. This happened what six? Wait a minute, 
six, seven, seven years, years ago. ago. Seven years ago. So yeah. four, fourteen. You can. No wait, no. Thirteen. No, no it was, it's been like twelve or thirteen. It's somewhere like in the. I want to say between. Okay, we'll just say between seven and ten years, maybe at the most. The problem yeah. is, is that it. <laughs> there's been so much story development that happens Since after then. that storyline with Chloe, Kevin, Billy, you know, the whole Newman family, the Abby family. It's like they really are trying, and I understand, you know, when a writer comes back, they want to recon certain stories to fit their mode, their vision of it. The problem is, is right. that yeah. we all we all was emotional when when Delia died. We felt Chloe's pain when she realized that she wasn't there for her child. We felt the pain of Billy, you know, owning up, you know, kind of like saying, well, I shouldn't have done this. You know, I was just trying to give her some ice cream, and I left her in my car. You know, he felt that guilt. I don't understand why we have to go. I don't understand. You can have, like I said, with Billy, you can have post-traumatic stress triggered. If we were going to do a DID, it should have been Victoria who the show has neglected to follow through with how she's been doing since it's been a year since her attack with, with JT. Right. So to me, I feel as though right now, Young and the Rustless, I mean, if I wanted to go back in time, I would have just watched YouTube. I, I don't, th- these two stories that are, com- that are happening right now, the Billy revenge on Adam and the Devon stuff, that's 2013. That should have been taken care of. Yes, I love the scene where Chloe said, you know, when, when Billy said Adam's return triggered all of this. Boom, there you go. That was it. Seeing Adam coming back triggered Delia's memory. We don't need the DID thing. I'm sorry, we don't. We don't. But... Like I said, Jason Thompson. We know Thompson, we can do it, but we don't need it. Yeah. Jason Thompson, go ahead and get that Emmy nod, baby. Get that Emmy. Yeah. I do, however, I do have to say that I like the last scenes with Christian, um, Nick, and Adam. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Mm-hmm. I still can't buy this new Chelsea though. No, me I either. I don't. Me either. There's 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 pieces of old Chelsea, like I I see it, but then I'm like, no, girl, no, you were no saint. You are not Nikki Newman. You are not a saint. No, Mm-mm. girl, girl, bye. Wait, and Nick, you're not a saint either. Just want to point that out. But Phyllis is giving me well, like. Since since we've done three, we might as well hop over to Poor Charles real quick. Um, um we discussed Billy Miller on the last show, but <laughs> I um I miss you, Billy. Really, mm-hmm. Mm, I miss you, Drew Kane. Miss very much. I'm very. I'm still. Yeah. I'm still smiling. Yeah, always and forever. Um, I can't so even smiling. talk about it. I'll cry. <laughs> Come on, I'll cry with you. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Uh, 
I know. Okay. So the fan boards are up in arms for a bunch of different things. The first being that everybody believes we're going to have, he's going to be killed in Africa. And like, you know, having him goodbye on the elevator was a letdown. And if you kill him off screen, you you are really, really pissing off a huge portion of the fan base. The mm-hmm. other thing that everybody seems to be blowing up about, which I myself am like, stymied and stumped, and I've watched the show since I'm three years old, and and very rarely has has General Hospital stumped me this this like duh like I feel like I'm watching Beavis and Butthead. What is Peter Duh. so? What the hell is Peter so? Why? Everyone knows what you did. I didn't hear that last um, part. I know it. What is so? What? Why is Peter so um wrapped? Scared? Wrapped? Feared? Because oh yeah, everyone yeah, knows. Yeah, that's the part I don't get either. And well, if there's some big secret too. that's going to come out about it, it's going to be another general hospital flub. Like, wait a minute. You're going to rewrite history because there's no secret that can be uncovered with the way that storyline went down. So if they do pop in another secret, it's only going to piss the fans off more because we lived through it Anthony. waiting for all. Go ahead, girl. Anthony. You you just, just repeat what you just said. It's going to piss fans off if they rewrite that history. Have we not learned Again. in the last like two years, three years, four, five years that General Hospital has been doing that? The thing is with Peter. Look, I don't think the boy needs to be on the show anymore. I, I mean, the character acting wise was I love you, you know that, but you know you could have been a lucky Spencer. Peter, they can't. They keep Peter. They're keeping Peter around. For whatever, whatever God, no, I don't know why I told Jesus wants him to still be around. The thing is, is when I saw the scenes, I'm like, wait, doesn't everybody know what you did or your involvement? Like, I, I don't, I don't understand that. Like, what's going on? Like, are you waiting for, for Nola to come back for them to continue with the story? I don't know. I don't understand what's going on with the storyline. Yeah, I'm going to be pissed if they have Drew Kane go off to Afghanistan and get blown up. I'm going to be heated because it's like you wasted two years, two years of storytelling that you could have done. You could have had an epic triangle. You could have had good story from Steve, Kelly, Becky, Roger, and Billy, and you didn't do it. So you know what? Do you, General Hospital? Do you? But Roger and Becky better get some uh-huh. kind of acknowledgement from it. <laughs> Acting wise is good, but story wise, I'm like, uh, they're rec- they're reconning the story. They're reconning it. Well, I'm going to disagree with getting rid of Peter, the character. Um, there could be a lot more storyline for him if they write it well. I like him. I like him on there. I like him with Maxie, and that's it. But you know the writer transition starts soon. Because, let me see, Shelly Altman is leaving. Well, her stuff should be wrapping up soon. And the new co-head writer starts, I want to say, next month. I want to say next month or maybe, yeah, next month because it's September. Duh. So there's a lot that they need to fix. 
like the new co-head writer, and I hope I don't even know on that show what story needs to be fixed first. Or what character needs, well, no, I do, Sasha, with the bird flu. <laughs> do you think she's, she's going to die? No, she's not going to die. Pam? No. Welcome, okay. Sasha is she's Captain, not going to die. There needs no. to be a big payoff to her not being Nina's daughter story. She's Cassandra's daughter. There, I said it, folks. She's Cassandra's daughter. I'm calling it now. That girl is Cassandra. Oh, God. A.K.A. AKA Jessica Tuck, who could have been Megan's dead, I mean, uh, Megan's twin cousin from Landview who came to Port Charles, and she could be, um, who's the father? God darn it. Valentine could be the father. Valentine. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But why would she kill her own daughter? So she probably doesn't she know doesn't, that it's no. her daughter? Uh, she Elena, know remember her Elena? daughter. Yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And Willow well, is Nina's daughter. Or are they going to, oh, wait a minute. Are they going to recon? I think Nell would be a better choice. But go ahead. I'm thinking they're going to recon, recon that of having Nina and Willow be mother and daughter. And I think, let's see, I'm going to say they're going to still have somebody come in to be Nina's daughter because even though they've been, they kind of played the Willow-Nina stuff, they haven't really been doing a lot of it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel as though, like, right now should be when we start coming to terms that Sasha is not Nina's daughter and have insert Willow always being around Willow. Willow being around Nina a lot Like just various like random Run-ins you know it's like Nina's like why are you always yeah. here when I'm here and Willow's like well why It's a it's a public place why are you always Around so you kind of get, get the The build the build up of Them being mother and daughter but I don't Feel that right now Well see and see I hope for I miss as crazy As this sounds I miss Nell Benson The little snippets we get to see of her Are fun but bring her back on contract, have her, have the baby storyline explode, and then bam, oops, she's Nina's daughter. Talk about an umbrella storyline. Hmm. I can see and that, but Anna General Hospital doesn't know how to do umbrella storylines. Exactly. Have Anna Devane yeah. find out somehow, either accidentally or because after all said and done, you know, she wants to get Valentine, and in the process of getting Valentine, she finds out who Nina's real daughter is, and bam, it's Nell Benson. Wait a minute, but before Anna does that, we need her to find out that Peter is, is you know, we need to get that cleared up, that we need we need Fanola to do a, a double-duty storyline of Anna and Alex, and Alex coming to Port Charles and meeting Peter. And then that whole thing happens first. Let's clear that up. And we can also say, like everybody has been speculating, they were the first set of twins for the mind mapping thing. Let's let's clear that storyline up. Is that Anna and Alex was the first trial experiment for the um, mind mapping. Have Anna and Alex. And, hey, you know what? Kimberly McCullough, come come back to General Hospital because we're going to need Robin for this. When, you know, yeah. everybody finds out about Peter's paternity, then, you know, you can have the epic sense, Pam likes Peter and Maxie, 
where Peter's like, I don't know who I am. Have that that moment where we really get to see what's, you know, acting. And we can have Max who says, well, I know you. You may not be perfect, but I love you. And, like, have a little montage of, you know, the couples being all happy and stuff. And then <laughs> you can have Nina walking in on Valentine saying, you know, something like, I paid her enough money to pretend she's Nina's daughter. Boom, cliffhanger Friday. Mm. Okay, shout out once again to the great Kathleen Gaddy. Between playing baseball, Googling and Googling <laughs> over Jacks, smacking Franco, I mean, like Moonstruck. you know, Oh, that was Franco. That was epic. <laughs> Everybody was, was saying, epic. what's left yeah, to do with it. this character? And, you know, in the last couple of weeks, she almost blackmailed Brad and then got, you know, cut at the hip. You know, they're, they're even, basically, so to speak. Then she's playing baseball. Then she's mooning over, over Jack. There is nothing they can't give this woman that she can't play. Oh, definitely. Nothing. Nothing. Definitely. She can do anything, and she is one person that if ever leaves my screen, I, the whole world will hear me screaming. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What did y'all think about Cameron and Frank? I mean, Frank and Drew. That when was Cameron was trying. That was heartbreaking. I said this a couple of months ago. Um, during, you know, when um, Oscar, when it came out that Oscar was asking Cameron to take care of Jack and Cameron, you know, had those moments with Oscar. Um, I, this is a boy that we need to seriously, seriously watch. Um, yeah. He, he's, he's, a, he's dynamic. Getting there. He is absolutely dynamic. Um, he truly and is. Scenes, and, and I think he deserves he, an Emmy. Yeah. Yeah. When Please he was crying, yeah. When he was crying, don't do this, don't do this. You know, with mm-hmm. Dr. Abbott. I, I mean, oh, yeah. the boy is dynamic. And, and, you know, and they need to, they need to recognize. Uh, I love the triangle. Don't get me wrong, but part of me is just like we had Stone. We and and they're making references to it, so they, it's not only you know it's not only us fans seeing it. They're they're shoving it down our throats. Um, I don't really have a need for Dev. Um, the chemistry Andy, between hush your mouth. That's Brenda's son. We're gonna get to that. That's Brenda's son. Just, <laughs> don't, just wait. Just wait. Just wait. That's Brenda's son. I hope. Oh my God. I hope. I hope. I hope. I hope. But right. I'm trying. You know, the, the, the dichotomy of Brenda. I, you know, I can't love you because you were too involved with me and Oscar, and yet I can't stay away from you, would be a story that captivates so much more than this weird limbo shit that now they're not going to school. And, you know, it all kind of makes sense, but it doesn't make sense in the soap world. You know what I mean? There there should be this pull between the two of them, the push and pull and play on that, and they're both such strong, dynamic actors. Can you see that scene where, you know, he's like, but just give me a chance. And she's hot. I, I want to, I, but I can't. Don't you understand? The, the power that the two of them have in their acting abilities, they would crush us. Crush us. Yeah, but 
We can only dream it. General That's, Hospital. I mean, please give Candace and I a call. Please. I can you take a leave of absence, Candace? And, can you take a leave of absence and come, and come out with me to, to California? <laughs> My boss will let me, too. <laughs> That's the thing. Because think about it. This is why I want Dev to be Brenda's son. Can you imagine Carly's baby girl in love with Brenda's son and Elizabeth's son? That right there is <laughs> you can, that is like not to, not to mention, uh, not to mention Sonny is now invested in Brenda's son. Her whole world her whole world would go into chaotic orbit. The only thing would make it better is if they age Robinson and have him come on and make a play for John. Oh, my God. Let me pass out right now. Hold up. Woo. Carly's daughter involved with Brenda's son, Elizabeth's son, and Robin's son. Lord, that would be oh yeah. And, it, well, if, and if at the same age, time, bring Noah, Brooklyn Ray Delta back and Emma. Emma. No, no, I was just going to say, and have Brooklyn Ray Delta come back as them and be like, wait a minute, what happened? I'm older than you. What happened? <laughs> well, Dr. Andre Maddox was experimenting with, with grow-up serum. I was grown up. Oh, 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 my God. Can we – wait, hold up. Can we have him on on our show now? Can we have him, like, on General Hospital? I miss him. I miss – I miss him. I miss Steven – See, there's a lot of people in jail that should be out by now on General Hospital. There's people who should be on General Hospital that aren't on General Hospital. There's certain lookalike people in Paris with with somebody named Rebecca Shaw that should be on General Hospital to really screw with Cameron's head. Does Cam, that's another question. Does Cameron know his biological father? I don't know. I can't remember. Because he's, he's starting to kind he's of never, start to yeah. act like Xander. Right. Okay. They never reference that on camera. Yeah, they don't. Um, so we have no clue where he is as far as knowing much about his father. Because he knows about Lucky. He knows about Rick, I'm assuming. But mm-hmm. I thought it, it should have been perfect when, like, back when um, when mm, Cameron got arrested and Alexis was representing him. Like, he, she, they could the show could have made a mention to, you know, Alexis saying, oh, I used to represent your father, too. Like, come on now. Like, mm. yeah, okay. That's the same. All right. Mm. Last thing with General Hospital. Yep. What's going on with this baby? Are we interested, first off? And second of all, why is she hiding her? What, what's the theory here, Candace? David? The theory is Sam? I thought something was going to happen at the wedding. I really did think something oh. was going to happen at the wedding. Yeah, baby. I yeah, thought, I did too. Yeah, I thought something um, was going to happen at the wedding too. Um, now she's I, living I, with Elizabeth and sneaking out to make phone calls once a day. Well, uh, I think as as far as her not saying anything to people when I was pregnant with my daughter, I had to, you know, take the usual tests where they test them when you're, I don't know, I think you're four or five months pregnant and they test you for all those different diseases and things like that. Mm-hmm. And 
it came back high, a high possibility for my daughter having, um, what does Carly's baby have? Spina bifida. Spina bifida. Um, yeah, yeah. So it came back as a high possibility. And now those tests, of course, are not accurate. But that threw me into, you know, orbit. I, I just didn't know what to think. I was terrified. I was praying that it wasn't true. And so then they made me go for a, um, oh, Lord, help me, where they stick the needle in your stomach, an annual synthesiosis or whatever oh, it's called. Um, yeah, I think that's what it's yeah. called. I know, so yeah. I had one of those. <clears throat> And it came back that that test was wrong, that my baby was good. Um, And I thank thank God for that every day. Yes, I thank God for that every day. But I can understand her wanting to keep it under wraps because she doesn't know, first of all, how bad it's going to be. And, you know, why share all this news with people that you only affiliate with, and even if some of them are family, why worry all of them if you don't know what's going to happen? Right. Well, no, I definitely get you there. But I was actually talking about the other baby. I was talking about um, Hayden's baby, who's probably going to come back. Well, you didn't mention Hayden. You You said said we were talking about the wedding and stuff. Yeah. Did I say Carly? Oh, I'm sorry. I meant Hayden. That's why I said that she's sneaking out the house once a day to call. Uh, um, see, I didn't even record. I didn't even catch that. Okay, real quick though, with Carly, I think it's some. I think it's something regarding her health. I think if she gives birth, like this pregnancy will be a high, like she's a high risk pregnancy, because you guys remember Carly has had issues with pregnancies before. So wouldn't, right. mm-hmm. you know, she's neglecting to tell people, okay, if she fully carries this baby to term and delivers, there could be 50, a 50-50% chance that the baby survives or a 50-50% chance that she may not. And by she, I mean Carly. Well, that's another thing to look at. Right. Now with Hayden, well, I'm glad her child is alive. Now let's bring the child home. Yeah. Into her father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stop I being just, a just I don't get, I just don't, to me, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever that she's hiding this baby from Finn. I cannot understand it unless it's not Finn's baby. Maybe she well, lost remember, Finn's baby in, in Rome. Isn't that where she was, Rome? Maybe she lost his baby there and got pregnant by somebody else that's on canvas that we don't know. Is the father? I mean, because otherwise she only it doesn't make any sense. Half. She's only right, and she told Finn part. that that's why she broke up with Finn. She said that the baby died, so I guess you know mm-hmm. to save the trouble of, so Finn won't be like, well, why did you lie to me? We could have still been together if you would have told me the truth. Da 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 da. I don't think she wants to go through that hassle, but it's going to be a waging. She's going to be like, hopefully, she doesn't be like her daddy. Jeff Weber. Yeah. By and, night. There, I said it. And lastly, is this restoring the Cassidine air? Are they doing this for Nicholas? Oh, please, oh, please. I hope so. Please, 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 
please, please, a thousand times, please. If General Hobbs I agree. I agree with Candace. Please again. I, I mean, I'm, I'm praying, 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 praying. It don't make any kind of sense if they're doing it for Spencer. After all this time, it just doesn't make any kind of sense. So please let them know where Nicholas is, and you know, they want to get Valentine and neutralize him before Nicholas comes back. I'm hoping that's where they're going with this. <gasps> oh, my they gosh. Wait a minute. This wheel. is General Hospital. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is General Hospital we're talking about. Okay. What if? All right. Wait a minute. Okay. What if Valentine is really not Valentine? <laughs> what if this person, mm-hmm. whoever he may be, is a fake? And that the real Valentine is on his way. With Nicholas, let's get let's give the people what they want. Oh I God! Mean, think about think, let's go think one about more further. What, what if Anna and Alex weren't the original set of twins? What is that? Oh, oh no! And somebody the else. It was the first memory map. Let's go. Let's do this. Now Ooh. I'm excited. Oh well, now who? Please don't let my Valentine had a twin, or you're saying Nicholas did? I'm gonna say Valentine because here's the thing: the way okay, if anybody who's listening to the show remembers the exact description that Helena Castigdon told Luke Spencer back in the '90s of of how Valentine was, and you compare him to the Valentine we see now, those are kind of two different descriptions. What if mm-hmm. to fix? The fan outrage, because, you know, by the way, James Patrick Stewart, hi, I love you, too. I'm so glad that you and Michael Lee and I are working together again. But what if to stop, to really be like, oh, my God, we didn't see this coming? What if Valentine did have a twin? What if they, they actually did the mind mapping thing? Okay, before Anna and Alex, there was Valentine and Diego. I don't know who Diego is. I'm going to make a name. Because remember, Anna was talking about that with Valentine. It all makes sense now. Mhm. Uh huh. Girl, you're on the same wavelength I'm on. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to have to leave a cliff. We're going to have to leave a cliffhanger here because we're just about out of time. <clears throat> and we'll, well continue talking invite, about let's it. Let's invite our listeners to to tweet us. Why don't you guys yeah. let us know what you think of memory mapping? You know, maybe Valentine's not Valentine. Why don't you let us know what mm-hmm. you think the payoff should be with Kristen? Let us know what you think is going on with Billy Willie and the gum chewing and Delia. And let us know if you think Brooke deliberately pushed him or it was just one of those moments where the mother picks up the car when her baby trapped under it. There you go. Thank you, Radio Soaps. I'm Anthony 31C. Candace, who are you? Candy Poo. I'm Candy Poo. Yeah, I'm Candy Poo. Candy Poo. Candy Poo with an H. Yeah. David's at Take Two Radio Crew. I'm at Take Two Radio. All of us are at Take Two Radio. Or you could be T2R Soaps Review. Review. So <clears throat> thank you, thank you, thank you again to our guest, Ken Schreiner. We truly appreciate you taking time to speak with us. We love you. We're, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to my co-hosts. Carolyn, we missed you. Thoughts and prayers. We hope you're safe. Prayers to everybody. 
and we'll see you next time. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. We need closing music. We're going to get cut off, so I'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye.